Hello, this is a prepaid call from an inmate at a Florida Department of Corrections institution. To accept this call, press zero. To refuse this call, this call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using Global Telink. Good morning. Leo. Hey, bud. How are you? Good. I'm sitting here with Kelsey. Oh, really? Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Leo. It's so nice to hear your voice. It's nice to hear you, too. I ask about you all the time. I know. Uh, I get the messages. I I mean, I ask about you all the time, too. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Hey everyone, it's been a while. Since our last episode, Leo has been transferred to Everglades Correctional Institution down in Miami, where he's been preparing for parole through what's called the Corrections Transition Program, or CTP for short. Currently, he's one of 79 men who are preparing for life on the outside after spending decades in prison. Leo has spent the past seven months attending classes and workshops on re-socialization skills, job interviews, and self-esteem with help from program alumni and students at Florida International University. He's even been teaching a few classes himself. I've been keeping up with Leo through weekly phone calls and emails. I even had dinner with him over the summer at an end-of-semester banquet. Leo and I sat at a long table in the CTP cafeteria with Chrissy, former Judge Scott Cup, and Senator Jonathan Martin, along with some of the other guys in the program and their families. Leo's classes just ended for this semester. He has some free time now, and we wanted him to give an update on how he's been doing. Hey, Leo, we want to ask you a couple questions, um, because, you know, the last that the listeners had heard from you was was right after the parole hearing back in um, May. And uh, so we just wanted to, you know, ask a few questions about what it was like when you just left Hardy and made the transition down to Everglades. Yeah, oh my God. Well, um, you know, for me, you know, uh, I was I was at Hardy for so long and created a, a family. And of course, my best friend Kevin's there, so you know that 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 made all the difference in the world as well. And we were there for a long time, but. Leaving that was really, really difficult, and I had a lot of responsibilities there. I was involved in a lot of things that, you know, was part of the functioning of that particular institution. And then coming here, I was essentially nobody, and you know, I lost those roles, and and uh, it's kind of a fish out of water. Even even though I knew this was a good move, I knew it was the right move at the time for me for my bid for home. Uh, it was still really, really tough. And then I missed my friends horribly. To be honest with you, I still miss them all right now. And, and sometimes I, I get lonely for them. And, you know, I'll tell myself, maybe I can go back. And, you know, but there's no going back. Yeah. What was that journey like, Leo? Like, I'm, I'm just imagining you, you get on a bus and, and off you go. What What is it like? Yeah. You know, when, when uh, the bus rides are notorious, so, so back in the 80s, and I, you know, I hate that I can say that, but way back in the 80s, they had these buses, and they were old, and they were rickety, and I mean, it's essentially like a school bus with steel over the windows and stuff. It's hot, and it's, it's, a, it's 
a miserable ride. Uh, this last trip, and I hadn't been on one in you know quite a few years, almost a decade and a half. But um, they've they've since then got new ones, and so the new ones were were much better. Uh, they were cleaner and not so dark on the inside. And, mm. But you're still handcuffed, and you're still shackled, and you, you take a ride, and you don't come straight from one place to another. That would make it kind of okay. Mm. When you come in here from Hardy, you're going to leave Hardy and go to Central Florida Reception Center, and you'll stay there until you get on the bus that's leaving from Central Florida to come to South Florida reception center and then you go through that and every time you go through one of those places you got to check your property in you got to go through the strip search and all that stuff you know it's just part of the the journey and uh it's very tiring yeah did you did you drive through polk county we did we did have to go through polk county but you, you got to go through there to get to orlando and there were some places that i didn't recognize it looks so different out there i mean even the names of stores uh um there was, there was one name of, of, of a comedian store. I don't even remember what it is now. It just, it, I didn't even know that was a word. <laughs> but apparently that's a that's a thing. And then the way people dress, you know, I'm like, um, you know, I, I know it's hot, but, you know, you should try to put some clothes on. You know? But um, it, was, it was just very, very strange hmm. for me. It was, and that had been the first time I've been outside of, of you know, Hardy in 16 years. Wow. A lot had changed. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. What is it like, Leo, when you get down to a CTP? I, I mean, I wish you could see it. Uh, you you got to understand, in, in prison, the the dorms are painted in stark colors for a reason, and they, they they're very um, bland. And you know, um, that's the way that they are everywhere. Here, I mean, if you can just envision it. The main color here is purple. The colors of CTP are purple and yellow, really bright and vibrant. So when you come in, it's like, you know, uh, it's different. You immediately know it's different. It took a little getting used to. I mean, purple is not a color I associate with prison. It is royal purple. You know, it's very, very purple. Wow. I wish you could see it. I, w- I know. I wish I could see it, too. I... Gilbert mentioned to me that there's a place there that um, maybe it's like a room where there's photos of uh, men who have gone through the program. It's called the Learning Center. Uh, I think I told Gilbert this before. Aside from the the war room over at Hardy, I think it's the most profound room I've ever been in in the prison. And the room is yellow and purple, like 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 the dorm. And there's a lot of symbolism around when you look around. So at the top of the wall, right where the wall and the ceiling meet, all the way around from one one end of the room all the way around to the other on three walls, uh, these posters that were handmade from each class, the, the year of the class that exists. Like I'm in 27, the, the CTP has existed for 27 years, and I'm in the number 27 class. Uh, it's called Restoring the Way. That's the overall name of the class of 27. Um, and there's a representation poster for each class all the way around. And when you get from like 1 to 16, all the names are in yellow, and there's a 100% sticker on all those posters. And what that means is that everybody in that class has paroled. So you you got to get you got to get to like 16 before you start seeing they're not all in yellow anymore. They're sporadic throughout. And, um, 
and get to my class. And there, there's now a couple of people from my class that have paroled recently that are being colored in. And so that, it just shows you. And, that, and I mean, you see them 100% stickers, a, a little ribbon on them, and you realize that everybody in that class paroled. That's, that's pretty amazing. And then on the back wall, you have all this giant bulletin board with all these photos of uh, of um, inmates that have gotten out, people that are out in the street and street clothes. And in fact, um, uh, our picture is on there, Gilbert. There's a picture of us with um, with Senator Martin. That's right in the middle of the bulletin board. And then on the front wall is the most important part because on the front wall there is a giant blown up. Um, uh, official paper. It's the form that you get from um, the parole commission. That it's, it's a termination of parole form. It's, you know, it would be eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, but it's blown up on poster size. And uh, underneath that is, um, and it's called the Hall of Fame, Wall of Fame. And underneath that are all, all these little yellow stickers with names on it of the hundreds or so people that have been terminated from parole. That's the goal. You know, finally, they're not just paroled now. They've been terminated from parole. They're no longer on parole. They successfully made, made it through the program and through the parole and made it off. And that's where I want my name to be. Hey, Leo, can you talk a little bit about the program and what your days are like there at Everglades? Yeah, well, thankfully, we're in a break right now. We're in between semesters because I, I took 13 classes last semester, and that was an idiotic move on my part. <laughs> we have to take five, but, uh, yeah, because I facilitated three of them. One of them I, I do twice a week, so literally four classes a week I'm facilitating, plus the 13 that I'm already doing. And I, I'm running the, the Messianic community here again as well. Hmm. So I got a lot on the plate, and taking them 13 classes was, was a bear. Um, cycle of Addiction, that was one of the mandatory classes. You know, we all need work in that area. You know, there's various types of addictions, not just drugs. Um, and and so we learn through a curriculum uh, how to deal with certain addictions, how to um, overcome those, and, you know, those classes are extremely important. There's also parole planning, which is also mandatory every semester because we're, we're always, that was a very important class for me. The parole planning class was important, and I'm so glad I was here because there are so many things, uh, aspects of parole that, I, I just didn't even know. I just took for granted. You parole, you go out, you, you obey the law, and you, you, you live peaceably in the land, you're fine. And for the most part, that's okay, but there's a lot of responsibility that you that we have to, you know, be concerned with being out on parole that I didn't even know. I, one of them is I didn't realize that we don't have freedom of speech. I'm still under the, the conviction, and so I don't have freedom of speech. You can't say just anything you want. There's a perfect example of a guy that he got out on parole, he was out, he was working in a job, and, you know, some somebody was, you know, prejudiced against him being in a former convict, and they went out and keyed his car. Mm. And, uh, you know, that was pretty hard, and he got really upset about it. And, you know, and, and in a fit of his anger, he had said, if I find out who did this, I'm going to kill you. Well, guess what? He got, he got violated for that, and he's been in prison for over 20 years over it. 
Oh, oh wow. You, know, you can't just go out and say what you want to say. Even if you're angry, you got to be careful. you got to be careful of those things. Mm. There's a lot of things that, that, you know, I needed to learn. And uh, Monday night, where the FIU students come in to um, share with us, it's part of their wow. curriculum to have to come in on Monday nights to... Uh, one of them will give a presentation on some element of, you know, being out in the free world, such as maybe like uh, the use of a cell phone. I mean, think about it. You guys use a cell phone all the time. I've never, ever been on a cell phone. I wouldn't even know. That. I mean, it looks like a little square thing to me. I wouldn't know how you answer it. Where's the speaker? How do you hear it? You know, none of that stuff. That's a really big deal for us in here. Some of these guys have been in longer than I have, 40, 50 years, and they're 60, 70 years old. And so, you know, those are important elements of uh, of learning. So the classes may be great, and they are, and they teach you a lot of good information, but the FIU students come in and they show us how to live it, and they live with us in it. And, uh, they're absolutely amazing. And then on Tuesday night, you have the... You have one minute remaining. Leo, would, would it be possible, you said you had to wait a half hour before you call back, would you be, would you be able to do that today? Yeah, I should be able to call at 11. Hopefully, we can get another one in. You yeah. Know, they usually call call count around 11.20, 11.30, somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we would love to talk to you if you can if you can swing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't get a chance to talk to I Kelsey all the time, so. I know. <laughs> Take advantage of it. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Hello, this is a prepaid call from an inmate at a Florida Department of Corrections institution. To accept this call, press zero. Hey, thanks for calling us back, Leo. Well, the one thing I couldn't account for was people being on the phone when I came to get it uh, after oh. half hour and stuff. So we're probably going to get cut off with count, just to let you know. But I wanted okay. the phone open. I want to let you know that, you know. I, yeah. I, oh, no, that's fine. Cool. We totally we totally understand. It's no problem. Yeah. 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 So here I am. We can go to law. Uh, they call count anyway. Okay. It should be in about a minute or so. Okay. Um, well, let's. Okay, one one of the questions um, I wanted to ask you is, I know at Hardy, by the time you left, your claim of innocence was, like, very well known and accepted by a lot of people there. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that's been like at CTP, at Everglades. How has that been received? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. CTP is not full of guys who are in here innocently. You know, that, um, a big factor, a big element of CTP is taking responsibility for your wrongdoing and being accountable for it. That is a huge, huge thing, and, and rightly so. Um, so when I first got here, my very first week here, when I was going through the orientation process, the orientating inmate, that was talking to me about that. He didn't know me from Adam. And, um, you know, he was taking me through the orientation process and, and he, you know, made a big thing about that part of it, about being accountable, about, you know, being able to admit your guilt and being able to talk about it openly, especially, you know, during any time your questions or things like that. They want to know you're being accountable. And like I said, that's, that's a right thing. But my problem was... I can't be accountable for a crime I didn't commit. And so I, I began explaining that to, you know, this individual, and he was a little bit, you know, you know that's not going to work really well. You know, uh, and, he, and he, it was interesting because coming from an inmate is different. You know, I, I expect free world people to be a little skeptical. You know, inmates, inmates kind of know better. You know, we don't, we don't just say those kinds of things. And so when he was giving me a little bit of uh, resistance to that, it was... It was um, it was difficult because he's wanting to get me in the place where I'm being accountable, which he's supposed to do, and I just can't do it. And so it was a struggle for me in the beginning, you know, and, and you know, we talked about it, and um, eventually senior counselor got involved in it on CTP, and he knew me from Hardy and, and explained to him, you know, who I was and where I was coming from. And so it got it got a little better after that. But there was a couple of weeks in the beginning where it was a struggle. And, you know, when I do get the opportunity to speak and, 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 uh, and talk, because we do make presentations with each other, you know, it, it's, a little, it's a little different for me because everybody here is able to stand up and say, you know, how sorry they are and they, they pray for their victims and they, you know, they, they say all these, you know, things that show them being accountable and, you know, I'm proud of them for doing it, but I don't, I don't, I don't have the ability to do that. You know, of course I pray from Michelle's family and Michelle and, and all that, but I, I can't stand up and, and give an account of, you know, a crime I didn't commit. And so it puts me at a, a different place and one that I am um, not always comfortable with. And I'm not saying I wish I was guilty, but, 
you know, being in a program that is designed to bring accountability and not being guilty of the crime is, um, is difficult. Now, having said that, I will say that what CTP has helped me, what my brothers have helped me with here, um, that, that was different than any place else before, is that I, I've been able to take a really strong moral inventory of my own life and the reason why I'm here. And I'm very careful about how I word this because uh, I'm not guilty. Um, having said that, my life before this crime had taken place was, was pretty rocky because of my personality issues and growing up and, and uh, just the attitude that I had. And, and that played as much a part in allowing people like on the jury to believe that I was guilty as anything else. And so I had to take account for my own actions. And that, that was really hard for me. It was because I've been on the defense uh, for my life with this case from the very beginning and, and you know you don't get to take moral inventories while you're defending yourself against a crime you commit and and when you're doing that for so many years and you're claiming your innocence for so many years you you kind of get in this victim role and here I was able to get outside of that for a minute and look and, and see my own responsibility in it and, and that has allowed me really to um, not be so angry with Jerry Hill and, and people who have, who have accused me of something that I didn't do you know, to be able to see their perspective in it. Let me tell you something. That's that's really difficult. That is extremely difficult. You know, it's hard for me because I don't want to be a bad person. I, I don't think I was a bad person. I just think I was an immature person and I didn't really have a chance to grow up and become who I would be when, until I got here. And so, yeah, that that part was hard, Kelsey. It was it was really difficult and still is a little bit now. You know, um, seven, eight months in it, you know, these guys know me really, really well. They've, they've, they've gotten close to me like they did at Hardy. And, um, you know, we've worked together, and, and they've accepted that, you know, this guy's the real deal. He really didn't do it. And But, yeah, to directly answer your question, it was difficult. It was a difficult transition, and, and uh, I think I'm full circle with that now. Yeah. But, hey, listen, uh, they just called count. Okay. So... Well, but listen, listen, guys. Thank you yeah, so much. Thanks for thank thanks for calling, Leo. Really appreciate it, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Take care, yeah. Bye. Thank you for using Global. Cool. I cut that off. I should have left it on. But I think we got it the first time, probably. Yeah. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.